Do you find yourself constantly making new content, whether it's for Instagram or Facebook or your blog, and you're just in that content rat race, making, 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 and it's exhausting? Well, today I've got something really special for you. I'm joined with Renee from My Girlfriend Renee, Fresh Life Marketing, and the Dreams to Plan podcast. Renee does a lot, but mostly she specializes in done-for-you content repurposing services. She gives your content a longer life. And today I'm super excited that she jumped on and shared with us exactly how to do it. All right, let's welcome Renee to the podcast. Pull up a seat at our table and join in on today's conversation. You are listening to This Mama Means Business. I'm your host, Kylie Kelly, and I started this podcast when I was feeling isolated and alone, pregnant during a pandemic, and no matter where I looked, I couldn't find a community that understood how hard it is to be a kick-ass mama and a kick-ass entrepreneur at the same time. And so this podcast was born. I now have two young boys, Spencer and Samuel, and continue to run my business and a few side hustles on the daily. I am on a mission to empower you to do life on your own terms, whichever stage of motherhood or business you might currently be in. You can build the business of your dreams whilst raising your children. You don't have to choose one over the other. I believe you are made for this. And with me by your side, with our community cheering you on, you've totally got this. Hit subscribe and expect two episodes every single week. A mini episode with me on a Tuesday and a guest interview on Friday. And please don't be surprised when you hear me drop a few F-bombs. Let this be your friendly reminder to listen with your earbuds in. I can't wait to help you be the boss mama you envisage. Now let's get on to the show. much for joining us on the podcast this morning, Renee. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Um, I thought before we get into like the chunk of what we want to talk about, which is content repurposing um, and you are the queen, I'd love to give our listeners a little bit of insight into yourself and what you're about and where you're from and all the good stuff. So I am from California, so I am a definitely hot weather type of gal. I don't do cold at all, so (laughs) that is what I'm about. It's like 70 today and I'm freezing. I have a blanket and all that fun stuff. Um, Yeah, so I am your girlfriend, Renee. That's kind of my first business slash name. I just wanted to be a resource for people. When I first started, I didn't really know anything and I was finding people were in a scarcity mindset. They were not sharing anything. So I took it upon myself to make sure that I was sharing everything I learned with asking nothing in return. Built my business and brand in two years and have been, you know, on a mission to just change the name when it comes to being, you know, community over competition, helping people and just truly living that abundance kind of mindset. Um, and the reason I got to my brand being what it is, is through repurposing content. I was a one woman show. I was, I didn't have money to hire anybody to help me. So I had to take it upon myself. And it turns out it was like the best thing ever. It freed up so much time, less stress. And that's what I do today. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I think, as you know, like that's like the biggest, pro- I think that's the biggest problem we have as business owners, because we're, we're also moms. We also have a personal life and um, so much going on on the side, right? And I think we get into that grind of just making content all the time. We don't think of the past content that we've already done or the past posts. Or, so I love that. I love that that's what, what you do. Yeah. A lot of people, it's just, you're in a rat race. You're consistently trying to be on all the platforms. You're always looking forward and you're always doing all the things and you don't realize how valuable that stuff that you already posted is and the chances of people really seeing it. Because a lot of people are like, oh no, people have seen it already. I'm like, girl, no, they have not. Like you think people see it. You think we're paying attention, but we're really not. Like you said, 
We're all busy. We all have families. We all have lives. We all have drama. We all have business. And we're not paying that much attention. So it's like reuse that golden nugget of wisdom and let more people see it. Yeah, I love that. So talk to me about a little bit about your process. So you, from what I understand, you kind of can garner content from all over the place. Wherever we've been sharing stuff, you kind of pull it together and recreate. Is that kind of the gist? Yeah, I just give it like a new life. So I usually say like with people is you always have one category of types of people where they go to content first. Like I love video, I love podcasting, I love speaking. That is kind of like my area that lights me up. I hate doing like emails. You know what I mean? Like I'm always like, not as much. I don't mind doing them, but I always tell people to go into the first place that you think of when it comes to creating content. I'm like, if you like email, say you're a really good writer, go to your blog. If you're on email, you do the same thing. If you're on video, light that up. Or if you're on a podcast, whatever you find that lights you up, say it's TikTok, say it's Reels, go there first and then repurpose from there. Because when you're trying to force it, it doesn't come across as one entertaining because you're not even into it. So how are you going to get somebody else into it, right? It comes across a little bit more, man, falls flat. So I always tell people, I'm like, go to the first place that lights you up. There's no right or wrong way. It's just whatever way works for you. And then repurpose from there. Instead of trying to do it backwards, we're going to work twice as hard. From all your experience, is there something that works best though? With business in general, there's never that one thing that's going to like kick ass for your business, right? There's not that one, you know, thing that you're going to invest in, whether it's SEO, whether it's, you know, email sequences, whether it's ads, whatever it is, it's accumulation of everything that you do. It's not just this one thing. So there's one factor. And two, I always tell people, focus on your lead lane. Like, where do you light up? What is the easiest place for you to convert? Like I said, I love speaking just like this one-on-one. I love getting on calls. I love doing all of that stuff. So that's where I find works for me. But there's other people like my co-host that does the podcast with me. She's an excellent writer. She can make you laugh and light up in her emails. And that's her Lane. That's where she excels. Um, So it's always just trying to find what works for you. I'm not a big believer in what works for everybody works, you know, you should do right or wrong. It's whatever lights you up because that's where, you know, that authenticity kind of comes through versus just forcing everything. Because I feel like if I put you in a box, you're not going to like it. Because then we fight against it and we don't want to do it. That's when you, you know, procrastination and you stop, yeah, you stop making any movement. Yeah, it becomes a job versus fun, right? And we need it to be fun because... If you really think about it, we're utilizing tools. I mean, I'm talking to you from completely, I mean, other side of the world. I mean, through Instagram, through social media, through this stuff. So it's like use the tools to meet people and don't think of it as this, you know, job that you have to do. It is, but think of it in a funner way so that way you're not bogged down by all this like have to and just have fun. Like if you love doing reels where you're dancing or TikTok or whatever and you're providing value that way, then do that. If I had rhythm, you bet I would be on there. I just don't. (laughs) (laughs) You're me both. (laughs) So I don't do that. You know what I mean? I'm like, I just can't. I just, it doesn't work for me. But there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so as um, we've chatted about offline a little bit, so a lot of our listeners are um, pregnant moms or women that own businesses that are looking to start a family. So I want to ask you if you today, I know you're a little bit out of that season of your life right now, but if you were to find out you were pregnant today, you know, you've got six months of like hardcore work that you think you can get done, where would you start with content? What would your game plan be? 
Start with some meaty content and then that way you can piece it apart from there. So I would start with thinking of, okay, how can I be valuable, right? Because the entertainment content, the chatty content, that's easy to do when you're on the couch. But when you're trying to really establish yourself as the authority, I would come in hot with all of my valuable nuggets. I'm a big believer in laying the cards on the table. I don't keep anything behind a paywall. I don't care. I give you all the tools I have because I truly just want you to succeed and the people that don't want to do it, they'll pay me, right? So I believe in 100% providing value, getting your educational knowledge-based content first because that's going to take you a little bit more effort, right? So while you're still, you know, chilling, you ain't in the tired stage yet, well, you're Pretty much if you're pregnant, you're tired the whole time, but <laughs> you know, you could try a little harder. So it's it's focusing on that, sitting down and saying, okay, I'm gonna get at least two blogs done a day or however many, even if it's one, and start there. That way when you have that base content done, now let's say you have one blog post with five tips for you know, business tips, five business tips. Now you can take that blog post and shrink it down and do five different posts on Instagram or you can do two posts on Instagram with three tips each or something like that. So now it's just not as hard, right? Because you can come up with an Instagram caption or a video or do a quick reel on one tip. That's five different reels you can do. So it's not necessarily having to create so much at once, but it's starting with the meaty stuff and then breaking it down smaller. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. Um, And I guess the more, yeah, the more meaty stuff you can get done, and put that brain power into it now, like you said, then you can just pull it apart and do the easiest stuff when you don't have as much time. Yeah. Exactly. It just gets a little bit easier. It doesn't have to be so, you know, grand in everything. You can just do something so quick, a quick win for somebody and start implementing like, hey, quick tip Tuesday or something like that to where now they expect it, not like you're half-assing it, you know what I mean? Where, hey, I'm pregnant, I'm tired. Or you could be like, uh, countdown begins, you know, pregnant tip Tuesday, like I'm tired, whatever, here you go. And at least you're still showing up and you're still just being authentic to you. If you are pregnant or planning to be and have no idea how that might look as a self-employed business owner, I've got you. I want to introduce you to the Pregnant CEO Virtual Summit. That's right. This episode is sponsored by me. Not sure if that's a thing, but in case this will help you, I have to let you know. I've been where you are, pregnant and self-employed, uncertain, unsure, and quietly freaking the fuck out. Happy, but freaking out nonetheless. So this year, I've created something pretty damn special. A free virtual summit hosting the most incredible speakers, sharing knowledge and insight that will help you plan for this. Every single topic will empower you to plan and fund your own parental leave so that you can not only take time off to be with your new baby, but you'll be able to return to a business that is profitable and thriving when you're ready. My wish for you is to feel confident in your future as a mama and as a business owner. Don't miss out on the Pregnant CEO Summit from the 2nd to the 5th of May. For more info and to register for your free ticket, head to www.thepregnantceo.com. All right, let's get back to the episode. You were mentioning that you've done kind of repurposing for some pregnant clients lately. Is there kind of a common amount of time that people are taking off from maternity leave when they're self-employed? Like what do you what do you think in your experience should people aim for? This is hard because I've met with clients that are literally like in the hospital joining lives on and stuff like that. And then there's some that are taking the time. When I was pregnant, I was a hairstylist. So I didn't have the option. I had to get right back to work um, just because I have clients. But 
if you have the ability to kind of go on autopilot for a little bit, that's the beauty of why they hired me was so that they can have their content on autopilot and not have to worry about that and can focus on the day-to-day of their business and take more time if they needed it. But yeah, there's there's like, I feel like there's like a couple different categories of moms. There's like, I don't think anything's wrong with it. There's just some that are like, gotta work, love to work. Then there's some that are like, I'm gonna take my month. I'm gonna take six months. You know, there's all these different ones. Yeah, that's true. Can I ask um, your own experience then? Did you find that really difficult to go straight back to work? Or was it just like, I need to do this. I'm just going to do it. This is life, you know? Um, I became a stay-at-home mom after I had my son. So I did hair and then I stopped once I had my son because the schedule was just too crazy. Um, My husband worked full-time and he commuted. So it was just, I couldn't drop everything. So I wanted to stay home. And to be honest, I didn't like it. I was a stay-at-home mom. I started to get anxiety. I started to get depression because I went from such a fast-paced, you know, um, very person-to-person kind of industry where I was constantly surrounded by people to literally being at home with a baby all day. Um, My husband worked, like I said, so I didn't have that communication, that like sense of community that I wanted. So I started to kind of go backwards and my husband's like, you need something for you. Start something. And so I did. I started a blog. I started my brand that way. Um, So yeah, I went the complete opposite. I like to work. I like to, you know, get up and go grab life and just do the dang thing. And there's nothing wrong with moms that choose that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with moms that want to stay home. It just, it wasn't for me. Yeah. It's amazing how isolating, like I felt the same way like when I had my second, because, um, so I've got two boys first time around, I was a wedding photographer. So weddings were booked, you know, 12, 18 months in advance. So I, yeah, again, I just had to like hit the ground and get back to it. And then the second time around, um, COVID hit, right. So my business pretty much died. So I was like, Oh, okay, great. I get maternity leave. This is nice. Like we'll figure out the money later, but this is nice. Um, but then at the same same time, I was like, oh my goodness, I feel so isolated. Like, I know I'm at home with this beautiful baby and I should be really enjoying this, but who do I talk to? Like, yeah, it was a really strange experience. Even like joining mums groups, like I, I kind of looked into a couple when the pandemic slowed down, but then I didn't really relate to just mums that wanted to talk about their kids or and just their kids, which again, nothing wrong with that, but it was like... I want to talk about business. I want to talk about like my, my goals. Like, yeah, I'm a mom, but I'm also a business person, like an entrepreneur. Like I want to talk about other stuff. So yeah, I think everyone, like you said, everyone's journey is so different and it's, yeah, there's no right or wrong, but they're, they're very different experiences, I think. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, you want, there's just a different thing. It's different strokes for different folks, however they say it. And it's just, I wanted to have that community of people that were, that understood, right? Because sometimes you get a little bit where people are like, what, you don't want to stay home? Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, it's nothing, not like I don't like my kid. I just, I have other goals. You know what I mean? It's just a part of my life, not my entire life. So it's just a little bit different. It was nice to meet, you know, other business owners that actually had that same struggle, just like you. You have the same struggle where you're like, I wanted to talk about other things. I wanted to do other things. And that's awesome. Mm. So can you share a little bit about how um, your business started? So you started the blog. From memory, you went to a business conference before you had a business. Was that? Yeah. Tell me a little bit. Share a little bit with our listeners about that story. Yeah. So that was the first thing that actually lit a fire because I was so like feeling alone. I'm like, why am I weird? Like you're saying, like these moms were just talking about being moms and they didn't really care, but I knew I had this like calling, right? Like I had this something that I had to do. Like I'm like, my light is way too damn bright to be just like chilling. Like there is something I'm missing. And so my um, husband was into personal development. He was listening to podcasts and all that because obviously a commute. And so um, one of the guys he was listening to, his wife had a business conference for women that were business owners. And I was like, I'm going to go to this. There's something telling me I need to go to this. 
And he's like, okay, like, you know, okay, you do you. And so I went and the first day I was in a room with, you know, 30 other women that were all different ages from all over the country. And they all had different business owners, different business, different titles, different levels. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not weird. This whole time I thought I was weird. I'm not weird. These are my people. I get it. And they were like, well, what's your business? And I'm like, I don't have one. <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> well, I'm just here to show up. Like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. My husband said I should start a blog, but I don't know have like a computer or anything. I'm going to do that. And they all went to work helping me. They were like, well, you should use this and you should use this and this is how you do it. And it was from that day I bought my domain. It was my girlfriend Renee from my hairstylist days because everybody would be like, well, what's where, who does your hair or where do you get your spray tan? They'd be like, oh, my girlfriend Renee. Um, so that's kind of how I started my name. And I bought that domain that night, set up my, my account right when I got home and I just hit the ground running and I didn't know what to do and I didn't know anything. I just did the next best step. And I feel like that's a huge lesson for a lot of people is like, we overthink everything and think we have to have all the dang answers today. And you don't just take one step, just one. That's it. And then the next one and then the next one. So that's, yeah, that's how I got my start. Yeah, I love that. I think you're so right. We do overthink everything. And then often we don't make any any progress, right? We don't move the needle at all because we're thinking which needle, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? So yeah, I love that. Um, and then so you started the blog, started my girlfriend Renee, and now you've transi- transitioned into Fresh Life Marketing. So how how was that? How has that sort of come about? It was good. I started doing, um, so I grew my business through Pinterest. Like I absolutely loved Pinterest. Um, it was so great for growing traffic. And I was like, this is like an untapped resource, man. I had no idea it was this huge. And so I started doing Pinterest for other business owners. I was managing their Pinterest account and I started to see that every time they would get on a call with me, I would give them a task list of like, well, do you have your email set up? They're like, no, I'm not sending emails. Or I'm, I don't have a blog. I'm just want them to go to my Instagram so I get to 10K followers. And I'm like, I'm not going to take your money to grow one social platform to another social platform. You need to grow your home. We want people to come to your house, not on somebody else's dime. So I kept thinking, I'm like, I hate that I always have to give a task list. Like, I don't get it. I'm missing something. So I hired a business coach. We were friends for like two years before I started working with her. I did her Pinterest and then she saw kind of what it was like working with me, what I was telling her. She was like, Renee, Pinterest isn't it. It's repurposing content. She's like, that's what you do. You're amazing at this. I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's easy. Like, what do you mean? Nobody's going to pay me for that. And she's like, yeah, they will because I'll pay you for it because I don't know how to do it. And I'm like, what do you mean? How do you not know to show up and then do it this way and then do it this way and then do it over here and over here? And she's like, I don't. And so... We put together the package and I knew that I wanted to have something a little bit bigger than my girlfriend Renee. I wanted to keep my girlfriend Renee helping resource for small business owners. That's kind of what my vibe is. I'm just your friend. And so Fresh Life Marketing had to have a little bit more of an up-leveled experience. So I separated the two and now that one is more for chapter you know, five to 25 business owner where my girlfriend Renee Brand is more chapter one through five. So I kind of had to separate just because I was talking to two completely different you know, avatars, um, customers, audiences, but they do have a lot of crossover, but now I feel a little bit more free. So I always tell people, I'm like, don't worry, like, about separating or doing whatever works for you because a lot of told me, people told me like keep it don't separate it it's too much work but I had to do what let me up you know what I mean so that's kind of the transition that I had to do recently was creating a completely new business on top of running my current one 
Yeah, yeah. So a couple of things I would love to ask out of that. Pinterest, is it still the powerhouse? Like, is it still or is it flattened a little bit? Well, I'm going to be honest because y'all are my homies. Um, I feel a certain way about Pinterest right now. It's Again, I'm going to turn it into another business lesson because I think it's great. Um, so Pinterest is amazing. They linked to your blogs. They linked to your newsletters. Every time you did a pin, people would click to your website. Easy breezy, right? Then I think they saw the shift with TikTok and with Reels and Instagram taking off so huge that they completely shifted and started doubling down on video story. They call them idea pins, but they're story pins where they're not linking to your content anymore. They're keeping people on their platform so they can sell more ads. I get it. It's business. But when you're putting all of your content, so say you would have a blog with five business tips. Now you're putting it in an idea pin that has the business tips on the pin or the idea pin, they're not going to your site anymore. So now you're creating content for another platform that you don't have any control over. I personally was like, I did, I stopped doing it for clients because I didn't think it was a valid option to pay somebody to manage. Do I think it's a valid option? Yes, I put all my podcast graphics on there and all of that, but I think use it differently. But it was a good lesson for me because it's like, hey, Pinterest, we liked you. <laughs> we liked you because you were Pinterest, not because you're TikTok, not because you're Instagram. Like you're never going to be them. So stop trying. And so it was a really good business lesson to say like stay true to who you are because people like you. They're not going to come to you because Sally's doing something. They're not coming to you because you want to be like Susie. They want you to be you. So that's kind of how I feel about Pinterest. Oh, and that's frustrating because Pinterest has always been, everyone talks about it as it's a certain more of a search engine than a social media channel, right? But now it's kind of, yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, secondly, I love what you said about invite people to your house and not just, you know, not on someone else's dime. Because I think so many times and I'm, I'm stuck in that at the moment, like figuring out, oh my gosh, what am I going to share on Instagram today? And and I've, I've pivoted my content recently and I've lost like 40 followers. I'm like, oh my gosh, freaking out. But it's like, hang on a minute. You know, Instagram's not your business plan. Instagram is just Instagram. Like you need to direct people to where you actually own and where, where you know, your home, like you said. So I love that you shared that. Yeah, because you are, I mean, Instagram, we've been trained for years, right, to go to Instagram. That is what it is. And now I've switched my mindset with Instagram as my diary. It's my digital storefront. It's there for people to say, hey, how are you doing? You picking up what I'm putting down? Cool. If not, cool. You know what I mean? But when I get on you know, in an email newsletter, that's where the meat and potatoes is. That's where I'm building relationships. I mean, that's where I can guarantee that my content is being seen. Same with blog posts. Like if somebody, think about when you're going to invest in somebody, whether it's a coach, whether it's SEO, whatever it is, social media manager, what any type of service-based business, product-based business, when you are looking to invest in somebody, do you just go to their Instagram or do you go to their website? Do you go to their, you know, testimonials? Do you sign up for their PDFs, their free resources? Like you creep. So if you just stop at Instagram, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because the people are busy. When you're on Instagram, you get a reel, you're scrolling, you're doing this, you're usually in line at Target because you're bored or the commercial break or whatever. But when they're actually intent on buying, they're in a way different mindset. They're actually sitting on their laptop. They're going through your content, deciding whether or not you are the person that they should invest in. So the more things that you can give them for free, by the way, and you have all of these resources to hit them where they are, utilize that. Are there any sort of tips for the mums to be or the mums listening that, um, yeah, you want to kind of leave with us? Yeah. I mean, a couple things like don't, don't beat yourself up. Like people just put so much pressure and so much things like the world is not going to end if you take a day off. 
You know what I mean? Like if you don't get it all done, that is okay. There's always tomorrow. Like don't stress too much. Do what you can. Just get it done. It doesn't have to be perfect. And if you want to tap on it again tomorrow, do it tomorrow. Like we put so much pressure to be perfect today and get everything done now. And if we don't, the world's going to collapse. Like, no, you're fine. Get one blog done if you can. One Instagram post if you can. Get it done and then take a break. You're good. Don't overthink it. You don't have to do all the things. So true. I, th- I love that whole progress over perfection. Like I'm a, I think a lot of us, right, are perfectionists. But, um, you know, making a little bit of progress is so much better than doing making none because you want it to be perfect. So I think that's, yeah, super powerful. Um, and like you said earlier, nobody notices. Like I feel like we, you know, we rewatch our own Instagram stories or we look at our content a thousand times. We know what's going through our head. Nobody else does or is thinking about it, you know. Like I feel like we need to kind of remove that pressure from it as well. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And if you spell stuff wrong, cool. It's engagement because people will call you out and it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, my mother-in-law is a teacher. So, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, we're constantly getting, like, corrections. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Everybody DMs me like, you spelled that wrong. I'm like, I'm fine. It's fine. I don't care. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Um, So just to clarify everything for anyone that um, wants to make a list of things to do. So number one, they're writing the media content first. So they're getting the blog posts out there or whatever, wherever their flow is, they're getting out their, their value, right? Their chunky stuff. And then from there on, what's the next step for them to repurpose that content? Where should they go first, do you think? their next ideal platform. So if you are killing it on Instagram, cool, go there. If you're better on YouTube, go there. Or if you're on TikTok or Reels, go there. Don't try and force something. Like if you hate being on YouTube and have no interest, then don't put your butt on YouTube. You know what I mean? Or if you're like, hey, I want to try Pinterest, go on Pinterest. Like go to what lights you up. Because if you have to sell yourself, it's going to be a lot harder to sell yourself and somebody else. So you might as well like what you're doing. Yeah, perfect. Love it. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Where should people go to find more about you? What's the best place to send them? So social, I'm at my girlfriend, Renee, and Fresh Life Marketing. And then my website is freshlifemarketing.com. Perfect. And podcast, call that too. Dreams to Plans podcast, the best podcast ever (laughs) besides this one. Uh, It's just, it's a lot of girlfriend chat, banter, back and forth. It's two completely different business owners at two completely different stages in business with two completely different perspectives. And it's really fun to just chat it out. And we're, we're pretty hilarious. I'm pretty hilarious. Cat's okay. <laughs> it is fun. It's fun to listen to. I, I do enjoy. I do enjoy it. So I'll put all the links in the show notes. But thanks so much for, for jumping on today. Thank you so much for having me. And that's a wrap on today's episode. I hope this is worth your time today. I know how busy you are. But if it spoke to you, if it inspired, encouraged, or comforted you, I'd love to know. Drop me a DM on Instagram. You can find me over at Kylie Kelly. I'd love to hear from you. And I promise that's little old me in my inbox and I reply to every single message I get. Don't forget to head over to the website to grab any show notes or links that were mentioned. You can find that at www.thismamamainsbusiness.com. And lastly, don't forget about the free pregnant CEO summit I'm hosting in May, if that's something that might benefit you. For more info and to register your attendance, visit www.thepregnantceo.com. My personal goal is to change 2,000 women's lives through the summit. If you're pregnant or planning to be, I'd love to include you in that tally. Until next time, friends, from my mama heart to yours, I love you loads. And remember, we've got this shit. Bye for now.